We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. drop of sweat, every drop of blood, every ounce of energy I have, you are going to get the absolute best of The Rock at WrestleMania. I need to beat you, Rock. I need it more than anything that you can ever imagine. There can be only one World Wrestling Federation champion, and that will be Rock. We're here. What up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Corner Podcast. This week's episode of The Corner is brought to you by Casper Mattresses. Casper is an online retailer of premium mattresses for a fraction of the cost. You know me and Andreas are always covering events, we're always writing articles, but when we do have time to sleep, we lay our head down on a nice, pillowy soft premium mattress from Casper Mattresses. Casper is revolutionizing the mattress industry by cutting the cost of dealing with resellers and going straight to you. No showrooms, no middleman. Everyone's seen those creepy guys trying to follow you around the department store. None of that anymore. You get your hands on a nice premium mattress by going straight to Casper Mattresses. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I got to get my rest. So Casper Mattresses is the, is the goods. I'm telling you right now. So listen, you can get $50 off of any mattress purchase by visiting casper.com backslash the corner and entering the promo code the corner. That's one word, the corner. That's casper.com backslash the corner, promo code T H E C O R N E R. Terms and conditions apply. 
What up, everybody? Welcome to another week of the Corner Podcast. By now, you know it's Kel Dansby here with Andreas Hill. Shout out to the sponsors once again. It is WrestleMania week, so it's going to be a different show. All mania, all mania, all mania, all wrestling. Next week, you know, we'll cover, you know, the best in hip hop, pop culture, uh, boxing next week, UFC 210 preview. Uh, we'll recap mania. It'll be more of a normal show. But today, today is all about wrestling. This week is all about wrestling. And this is how we live. If you guys aren't a wrestling mark, you should be after this show. Make sure you watch Mania this weekend. Make sure you watch like NXT too. That'll kind of get you back into the flow of things if you don't watch anything else. Where do we start, Andres? Where, where do we want to give the the show? Let's let's do the rebooking of Mania, or do you want to go down Mania first? Well, I mean, we can talk about the go home shows first. Oh um, God, of, yeah. Of, of Raw and SmackDown, um, and I guess we could start at Raw because everything was peachy until the Goldberg Lesnar. Uh, a segment closed the show and I thought that was pretty trash. Like if if nothing else, I care even less about Lesnar Goldberg now than I did before. And if you guys have been following the show, I've never been a fan of this match, especially for the title. Yeah. Uh um Paul Heyman can't save everything. Can we just agree on that off rip? Like, of course. There's nothing he can do about nothing. this. There's no way to get any more heat behind this match? I, I don't care about old man Goldberg. He came out with a t-shirt with the belt over it. I don't care about Lesnar. There's only one person who could win this match. I It makes no sense to me. And every time I see Chris Jericho in the ring with Kevin Owens or those two cut a promo, I sit there with my mouth open like, why isn't this headlining the show? It, it's unbelievable how well-booked the Jericho... Owens' feud has been and how piss poor the booking has been with, and I don't want to say piss poor, let me, let me, let me rephrase that, because I think the Goldberg-Lesnar feud has been handled pretty, as, as well as you can handle it with a guy like Goldberg who hadn't wrestled in forever, and is clearly limited and gets gassed on his way to the ring, but the fact that this is going to be headlined at WrestleMania still is beyond me for the title. Um, Jericho Owens should be gifted a third 30-minute time slot. And, I, and I'll explain it in my rebooking of WrestleMania as well. Because um, these guys can put on a show stealer. But Goldberg Lesnar, like we all know, unless there's, they're in, we're in for the surprise of our lives on, on Sunday night, I just don't necessarily see how these two can do anything. I mean, I booked it. Like, if anybody followed me on Twitter, I booked it. German suplex, no sell. <laughs> needed the, well, I got to start with a stare down. German suplex, Goldberg no sells it. Punch, kick, spear, jackhammer. Lesnar kicks out, so to the surprise of everybody, a couple of German suplexes, a couple of F5s, one, two, three, everybody goes home. That's how this match is going to go. In some way, it may be some variation of it, but I, I that think... That sounds just, about four minutes. Yeah, it, it just <laughs> sounds like Lesnar's going to kick out of this, the spear and jackhammer this time. Like, I don't see this going any other way. They, they've played it so much that Lesnar's been getting destroyed every time he sees Goldberg that how, how can he not win? This match at WrestleMania. I don't see any other way this match goes. Yeah, I, I think the same. Lesnar have to, has to come out with the title. Um, sadly, I think it leads to the other person we saw featured a lot on Raw, Roman Reigns. Saw him and Taker. Taker kind of peers ominously from nowhere. Um, he was cutting promos all night about burying Roman Reigns in his yard. I think Roman goes over. 
Um, and we'll give, you know, official predictions and everything later. But, man, I can't, I can't believe that I'm about to see Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns again. Um, like, like it worked yeah. two years ago. <laughs> like it worked so great two years ago that they want to see it again. There's well, no one what, to cash out this year. There's no one to, to run in. There's no one <sighs> to save Roman Reigns. It's odd because if this is not Undertaker's last WrestleMania and he loses the Roman Reigns, then I see no point in him wrestling at WrestleMania ever again. But, uh, but I can't see necessarily see him winning either. And we, you know, we won't go through our predictions. But I thought the build was, has been decent for this. It's not the match that we wanted to see, obviously. But I thought they've handled it well. Um, I thought the go-home segment with Undertaker uh, appearing, that, that was well done. I think Roman has been a complete douchebag. So it's, it's like, if, this, if you don't turn him heel now, I don't see, when, how do you ever turn this guy heel? Um, but yeah, I mean, we, I think we're headed for a collision course with Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar again, unless somehow Strowman gets involved back into this feud. Because um, honestly, at this point, it might be like Diet Goldberg Lesnar, but a Strowman Lesnar match isn't too bad at this point. Kind of interesting. You know what? I wouldn't mind that. <laughs> it, it sounds weird now that you bring it up, but Strowman is believable to me. Right. Um, can he take the belt off of Goldberg? That's one hell of a push in one year. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't expect him to, and I, I don't even expect that match to materialize quickly. Um, I think you still, I think with, with Strowman, if, if you're going to build them, that would have to be closer to SummerSlam than anything else. And, and I think they just kind of box this build. Even if he wins the, the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, it's on the goddamn pre-show. And it's kind of stilted his momentum for him losing to Roman Reigns. I thought it was very questionable booking as well. So a lot of question marks there. Um, the women's match, I feel like the, I feel like that match could have meant so much more if Bailey came in as not the champion and looking to win her champion at Re- championship at WrestleMania. And Charlotte had her pay-per-view streak alive. I think the match would have meant so much more. But I think they completely fucked this up. Like, I, what's the point now? Like, I'm not even looking forward to this this match anymore. Yeah, no. Nah. Were you looking forward to this match? Originally, if Bailey <laughs> was if, if Bailey wasn't the champ, right, and they put in a new stipulation like a ladder match, and Charlotte was a champ, and we had this whole pay-per-view streak on the line. And Sasha was involved and teetering on the heel turn, like not the way that they've been handling here, but really just discussing with both Bailey and Charlotte. And Nia Jax was basically your base for a ladder match, just a big girl who kind of holds everything down. Then I would have been all in on this match, but I feel like they gave up everything too soon. They, they, Bailey already won the title. Charlotte already lost at a pay-per-view. The stakes aren't high anymore. So I don't, I don't see the point. This match has lost just a ton of luster. It doesn't have anything really going for it. It's the same variation of girls we've been watching now with the addition of Nia Jax for what, like the last four or five months? Yeah. It's the same shit. No, yeah. Um, they can save it. Like you said, it, Charlotte losing the streak messed everything up And Absolutely. in that regard. But I think putting Nia over could save it. I'm not going to predict that she wins necessarily, but... I think starting fresh with that heel feud and um, shout out to whoever told me this on Twitter, like yesterday, they're like, you know what? Put Nia over, have her go against Charlotte, turn Charlotte face. And then now, you know, you can have her endear herself to her father again, whatever, whatever face turn for Charlotte. 
And then Sasha goes heel and her and Bailey go at it. And I was like, at least it's two fresh new feuds, kind of. Um, yeah, two fresh new storylines. That's the only way to hit the reset button. Because if you yeah. give it back to Charlotte, you're stuck in the same limbo. But the problem is that Charlotte is such a good heel. Her as a babyface would be terrible. Nia as a champion would be terrible. Like, and I'll, I'll talk about it more in depth, but they need more talent on the Raw roster. Like, Asuka needs to be on Raw to shake this up. There's just no other way you can really do it without ruining anything. Like, if you put Asuka in that picture, then you give you distract from that, that center, that circle of the same women wrestling each other. Like you put Asuka in there and have her feud with Charlotte, and you focus on a Bailey and uh, Sasha feud, and then you focus on a Nia Jax and maybe Emma. I don't know if, what Emma's going to be, but you can kind of shift the direction by injecting some new talent in there. But you can't put the title on Nia because she's not ready. She's horrible on the mic. There's just <laughs> like this, there's really not much you can do that's going to, like, even if Bailey wins the title and you start this Bailey Sasha feud. It's like, so? Like, that's how you kind of look at it. It's like, big deal. We've seen Sasha and Bailey wrestle on NXT. And it's not like they're doing it and saying, oh, we're reintroducing them to a new audience. Dude, you've shown this replay a billion times. You did a WWE 24-7 or whatever it's called on the, the Brooklyn match with Sasha and Bailey. Like, you focus so much on Sasha and Bailey. To start a new program with them with Sasha being the heel again is pointless. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, so. she's not ready, but it's the only way to hit the reset button. It just is what it is. Um, who else got mic time on Raw? We Oh, we had Enzo and Cass in that triple threat um, with the champions, Gallows and Anderson. It turned into a ladder match. That might be exciting. It turned into a ladder match? Did I miss something? Yeah, um, what, Cesaro and Sheamus came out and Gallows and Anderson attacked him with a ladder? Yeah, it's still a regular match. No, no, it's a ladder match. It was announced yesterday. I did not see this, but uh, all right. Yeah, um, it's I'm now a ladder match for the title. I don't see the point in this, but okay. It's better than a regular triple threat match, I think. It adds a little intrigue. Enzo's going to take a crazy bump and kill himself. I'm all right. Of all the things to become a ladder match. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right, and I completely missed this. Um, and then I don't know if anybody saw Seamus's face from that brutal, uh, whatever he took, he split his head wide open yesterday at the house show. Um, and he, like, he looked really bad, but dude, uh, the rebooking of WrestleMania will handle this too. Enzo and Cash should be the spotlight of this match for them to finally win a title. Cause they've never won a tag title on any of the programs. So an Enzo cast Gallows and Anderson feud would have been fine without Sheamus and Cesaro if they built it right. And if you built in the narrative like it's time for Enzo and Cass to win the title. But you would have to also build Gallows and Anderson to be a longtime tag team champions, which they didn't do. They botched this, too. Throwing a ladder in the mix is just going to see Enzo get thrown all around the ring. Hopefully he doesn't get his head blown up like he did against the Vaude Villains. But, um... Yeah, it's just like it's to spice things up, but I don't care. Um, they didn't do enough. But, you know, I, I am kind of interested in Seth Rollins and Triple H for a number of reasons. Um, I thought Triple H, first of all, has been excellent on the microphone, but he never really fails on the mic. The dude has is, is always been a great promo. Um, and the way that they've handled it has been it's solid. It's been built up for two years now. Uh, I thought the, the contract signing was done well. But I think you're leaving a, a lot of room for the man who I'm completely baffled by his not booked at WrestleMania, Samoa Joe. 
And let me let, let me <laughs> let me harp on let me harp on this for a minute. Oh man. If you're gonna bring Samoa Joe up and you book him strongly by having him beat Roman Reigns in his first televised match on Raw, how in the fuck do you not have him booked for a match at WrestleMania? The only way that I could see this making any kind of sense, and even still, it doesn't necessarily make a ton of sense, but it could work, is if Samoa Joe interferes in this match and Finn Balor comes back to aid Seth Rollins. The only, But the problem I have with that is when I see Finn Balor, I don't want to see Finn Balor do a run-in. I want to see the, the demon entrance. Like That's what I want to see. I want to see him interrupt Lesnar for the title with the demon entrance or something of that nature. Like him just kind of running down as Finn Balor doesn't really have the same impact. But that's the only way I can see this working and the only way that you can explain Samoa Joe not being booked for WrestleMania. Because this is like a monumental fuck-up, in my opinion. You could have left his ass in, in NXT if you're going to do this. True. I, uh, I mean, he's, he's going to interfere somewhere. We know that, right? Yeah, he has to. So either it's Owens Jericho or it's Triple H Rollins. Uh, I would guess Triple H Rollins. I don't want to see Finn having to come and save Rollins because that just complicates matters going forward. But I would like to see Triple H beat Rollins because of Samoa Joe and then Rollins and Samoa Joe just go on their own program. Because Trips is going to bounce. Trips is, a, oh, you know, yeah, it's, a, it's a one and done. So he can be a mouthpiece for a couple of weeks, but he's not going to wrestle again. So Seth Rollins needs a program coming off of this. And that's what Joe is there for. So you didn't get it last month's pay-per-view, which you hate the fast lane pay-per-view anyway. Hate it. We're going to get it going over into the summer, which doesn't bother me at all. I mean, like I said, I guess it's fine. Like I said, I don't necessarily want to see Finn interfere that way. Um, But I feel like Joe's got to be involved in this feud. I can't see him not being there. And it it makes no sense for him to be involved in Owens Jericho, in my opinion. I think... He, unless he just involves himself in both, and I think that's just kind of overbooking things. Um, but you, you just, I don't understand this. Like, you've booked Joe Strong, you've made him look like a destroyer, but he has nothing to do with WrestleMania. And neither does Strowman, because he's in this Under the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. And these have been two of your strongest booked heels on your show, and they're nowhere to be found. Um, the only other match that I'm, I'm looking forward to, which I think could be very can be very very well done but now it, my very very has come down to just a very is because it's on the pre-show now it's austin aries and Neville. oh i thought I would, that was gonna steal the night and it yeah, still but, can but yeah but who's gonna see it on the pre-show i mean the we're pre-show, gonna see it on pre-show <laughs> yeah like we're gonna see it on the pre-show but when you put it on the pre-show it kind of limits because um for those of you who've never been to a wrestlemania even though there's a pre-show like we got there early for WrestleMania last year, and there was nobody there for the Kalisto Ryback match last year and the women's match. Like, there was nobody in the building. Um, and it was still daylight out. It just felt really, it felt like a pre show. So, for Neville and Aries to be on the pre show is kind of unfortunate. Um, I felt like they could have been booked better in, in the show stealing spot for re- the actual WrestleMania, which is weird because ultimately it really is just all WrestleMania. There's really no such thing as a pre-show because it's all in the network and you're getting it all at once. But I guess the it's broken up by some talking in the pre-show and whatever a video package that they're going to open WrestleMania with. But I digress. The The fact of the matter is that Aries and Neville could be an excellent match. And I think it will only get about 15 minutes on the pre-show. 
15, 20 minutes, they'll do their thing with. I'm not mad at that. I, I, looking back, I'd rather them get 15 to 18 minutes on a pre-show where it's not rushed because it's just talking around them than them get eight minutes on the main show. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so, I mean, they close the pre-show. They can give them a lot of time. You put they, them, you sandwich them in between Shane McMahon and, you know, Shane AJ versus or Chris Jericho and Kevin Owens. They're going to be a six-minute palate cleanser. I don't want that. Yeah, I mean, but therein lies my other problem with WrestleMania. It's not a, it's not a huge problem. It's a, it's a long show. Like, last year was a long show. And they really just didn't care about when it ended. They just kept going and going. But I think I remember what uh, Shane and Undertaker went on. And I was like, yo, there's like three minutes left for a Triple H and Roman Reigns. And that still ended up going like 30 minutes plus the entrances. So, yeah, I mean, you risk burnout no matter how you do this. But uh, I, guess, I mean, eh, we'll see. Well, so like I said, I've, I haven't had a lot of faith in WrestleMania. There's some people that have kind of warmed up to the booking of WrestleMania. I have not. Um, <laughs> let's no. shift over to the SmackDown side of things real quick before we start doing our WrestleMania predictions. All right. Uh, um, what? Na- Naomi came back strong. Thank God. <laughs> because strong. that, which, again, this, show, this is going to be on the pre-show, which kind of sucks. Because now SmackDown, their tag titles are not being defended at WrestleMania. And, and which is crazy because American Alpha just dropped the titles on on a televised show against the Usos, and now the Usos and American Alpha are in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Talk about devaluing your tag titles. Well, there's that. So then, yes, you've got Corbin and Dean Ambrose on WrestleMania, but who cares? Like. That's not a match anybody's truly looking forward to. So then you got this women's match where Naomi was coming in extremely hot. And I guess I'm assuming that she got cleared and they weren't sure she was going to be able to get cleared for WrestleMania. She's fighting. She's wrestling at home in her backyard of Florida. Oh, and here's my other thing about uh, – let me go back on this Florida thing with uh, Finn Balor. Finn Balor coming back sometime this weekend has to happen because if WrestleMania is in Orlando and full sales down the street, that crowd's going to be super NXT hot. Balor needs to come back at some point this week. Anyway, but Naomi should win the title at WrestleMania, but I, it should be a, in a one-on-one match and not this stupid six-pack challenge, which I feel like is super overbooked to the point where there's no real focal point. Like, Natalia, uh, even Becky Lynch has kind of been lost in the shuffle. Mickey James, who came back strong against Asuka, looked solid when she debuted on the main roster and kind of has been, I don't want to say necessarily buried, but... They all just look like a bunch of women fighting for the title, and there's nobody who's stronger than the other. And I hope that Naomi comes away with it, and I loved her coming back. But if, if all signs are true and, and Asuka's been working these house shows, she comes on the SmackDown roster. Now I feel like that roster's going to be super crowded. And I don't want to see Asuka on SmackDown. I think that's pointless. Yeah, I mean, SmackDown has six women, right? It's a six women packed into this one match. Asuka would make seven. And... That is a lot when Raw has four. <laughs> <laughs> which, which they have four and it's like really three. And they really have they re- really have six. Dana sucks, so you take her out of the picture. Nia can't talk. And Emma, we have no idea when she's really going to come back. So it's like three. 
that are that are involved in the title picture. Like I said, there's parody in the SmackDown roster where the women all have a shot. Like you really don't know who can really be who can become the champion come out of WrestleMania. Like Natalia could finally win it. She's never won it. Anybody can win it. So there's some parody there. But I feel like Asuka, as strong as she is, belongs on Raw, not SmackDown. Um, but seeing Naomi back was good. Like I like I said, I think she's a champ. I think she deserves the title. So hopefully she wins it. But uh, yeah, it's, it's just kind of been a lukewarm build all the way around there. Yeah, that's a little weird. So we don't have tag titles. The IC title build isn't intriguing to me at all. Yo, did anything happen on SmackDown? I like. I, I'm maybe I'm drawing a blank, but I don't remember I don't, really seeing <laughs> Corbin or Ambrose on SmackDown. No, nah, neither do I. I saw him last week when uh, the match was announced. I I didn't even see him this week. Go home show. Well, I guess one of our listeners will will. Uh, will criticize us for saying we don't watch if they did appear. But that's how forgettable SmackDown was. Aside <laughs> from one particular segment, uh, The Miz and Maurice and John Cena and Nikki. Good God. If, if, if they didn't have bad blood before, shit. After that little segment in between, it's pretty heated. I mean, I love this Cena, right? This is the Cena we've been waiting for for so well, long. This Cena always seems to come out when people start criticizing who he is. When it, when, when it starts seeping into reality, which seems to happen in just about every prominent Cena feud, he, go, he goes into these promos where he kind of takes the jokes away and he starts being serious and starts becoming real. And this Miz program, it, it's like there's got to be some kind of real heat here. Because um, the way that this was handled, it just at, at a certain point... You started to say, well, shit, I mean, they're for real. And I still don't care about the match. Don't get me wrong. Like, this is one of those feuds where I've enjoyed the build, but I just can't see this match being any good. I've already seen John Cena and The Miz at WrestleMania that I attended, and I hated every minute of it. I can't necessarily see a tag match with Maurice, who hasn't done anything, and Nikki Bella being that much better. You know, I think there's just going to be a moment where Cena, he, he's got to propose, right? Like, I can't see this going. Like, if Cena doesn't propose to Nikki Building, then what the shit are we doing? Uh, <laughs> I guess. What if it's the pump fake? Listen, oh, after, that's, that's awful. after last year's Mania and thinking I knew everything going in and they did exactly opposite on every match, could be a pump fake. Well, we'll see. But I, I thought that was handled well. Um, seeing Luke Harper back, and looking better physically than he has in a while in the, in the Bray Wyatt match really made me confused. And then holding his own against Bray Wyatt really confuses me heading into this Randy Orton-Bray Wyatt feud. Because I feel like the past two or three weeks, that feud has lost a lot of momentum. It's just, it's, it's like goofy now. Like the Bray Wyatt-Randy was, was goofy before with the, the burning house. Like, if, like I said before, if Sister Abigail doesn't make an appearance in some way, shape, or form, this is pointless. And if Bray Wyatt doesn't retain, this is also pointless. Like, I don't get this feud at all. And some people love this. I, I do not care for this feud one bit. Well, I'm one of the people who love it. Um, the theatrics, you can't say you like Final Deletion and the fairy tale shit and all that and then not like this feud because everything else is so straight to the point. Um, Shane McMahon is a GM wrestling, like, or, you know, the brand owner wrestling a wrestler and all this everything else is so clean cut dry and just straight to the point this brings in that fantasy comic book 
aspect. And that's something goofy. Brock will, or excuse me, not Brock, but Bray will always do. And that same thing Taker always does. A little less this year. But they bring that fantasy aspect into it. That wrestling still needs. You still need that this isn't real life feel. And that's all they're bringing. And it feels a little goofy. And Luke Harper and the Wyatt family will probably get back together. And Bray looks strong. He probably goes over on Orton. Which would be amazing. Yeah, but... Okay, I guess I'll put it like this. I don't like Randy Orton being involved in a goofy feud. Like, his involvement in this with Bray has made this feel really goofy. Like, when you talk about the Hardys, like, when you watch it, you know it's supposed to be a joke, right? Like, you know you're not supposed to take it serious. You know this is, like, B-level camp horror film type shit. Yeah, <laughs> which you love with, that shit. Yeah, and, and, and I love that because I know what I'm getting. Like, I, I'm, I know I'm not supposed to take this seriously. Like, we got an old gardener. We got drones flying around. We got, we got you know, his, his son. Like, it's ridiculous. The, the Hardys are ridiculous, and we love it because it's so ridiculous. The Wyatt thing teeters on this, this veil of reality that Bray has created. Like, the Undertaker... Like, once Undertaker does goofy shit, like when he hung the big boss man in the Hell in a Cell match at WrestleMania 14, 13, then I was like, this is stupid. This Bray Wyatt, Randy Orton thing is like, it's the, like the, when he got jumped by all the sheet masks. Like, the way Randy Orton just held on to this feud, it's just been kind of weak to me. Like, I'm, I'm just not, I'm not interested. And I, but I've never really been interested in this feud at all. So maybe that's kind of devaluing it from the jump. Yeah, I, I just don't I necessarily so. care. I, like, I just don't necessarily care for how this has been handled. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't bother me at all. I think, you know, if it's anywhere near the end of Mania, like one of the last two shows, I think the entrances will be dope. It has to be in the dark. I'm tired of they, them having Bray come out in the daytime. Like that San Francisco joint with him and Undertaker, the entrances would have been so much better if it was dark. Yeah, that's true. Um, it would have just added so much to that match. So, you know, Bray will get to come out in the dark. It'll be creepy. You see the fireflies. And I expect a an average match in the ring, but with some good theatrics of running or something. You know, the Wyatt family coming back, and we see Bray Wyatt do what he does, and that's the character. We're not here for Bray Wyatt the wrestler. If, I don't know anyone who's ever been here for Bray Wyatt the wrestler. But, but he, can, he can go. Like, he can go, and he, Randy Orton can he, go. I yeah, just feel like they good don't matches. mesh, though. Yeah, not, I mean, he's had good matches before, but that's not why we show up. Right. It's, you know, we show up for the character, and I think they're going to go all out on the character. And this was just teases of that. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. We'll see where it leads. Um, all right, let's want to go, what, predictions next? Well, we, 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 we got one up. more build. We got one more build. What else it's is just, there? AJ Styles. Oh, it's a contract signing. I hate these things. Well, it's not that. It's this. It's the fact that AJ Styles kind of blew Shane's spot, and I don't think it was intentional. It was, it's the fact that Shane, like AJ pretty much laid out why this match is going to suck. He said there's no stipulations. There's no ladders. There's no cells. It's a straight-up wrestling match, and you can't beat me in a wrestling match. The moment that AJ said that, I was like, you're right. What the fuck are we doing here? Because if it's not a ladder match, if it's not a no DQ match, if it's not a street fight, if it's not a Hell in a Cell match, name a Shane McMahon match that was a straight up wrestling match that you legit remember without a stunt. I I can't. And that's exactly. what AJ pointed out. Like he buried Shane unintentionally 
by pointing that out this is a straight up wrestling match because it, it makes you think like yeah you guys probably should have put a stipulation on this match <laughs> because like even if you go back to the kurt angle shane match which a lot of people remember because shane took bumps like a trooper when kurt was suplexing him through the plexiglass and it wouldn't break like there were so many things that happened in that match but again there was a stipulation on that match even with the Steve Blackman match, when Shane fell off of the, the scaffold all the way off the Titantron, stipulation match. Hell in a Cell, stipulation match. The, tag, the, 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 the match with Vince McMahon, stipulation match. Shane doesn't wrestle straight-up wrestling matches, and his punches are so terrible. So what are we re- like? Are we really wasting AJ Styles in a match with Shane McMahon? Is that what's really about to happen at WrestleMania? That's what I've been saying this whole time. It's a waste. If you're like, no, give it a chance. Or I'm not giving it a chance. No, I'm not giving it a chance. He's the best wrestler on the roster. And you have him in there in a normal-ass match against a guy who can't wrestle. Let's just be real. He's a stunt double. He's a crash test dummy. Because he's, dude, he's going to take some bumps. This, I mean, they're still going to do a spot. There'll be like a table spot outside of the ring or something. But, yo, to have, a, to have this not be a no-DQ match, which means there's going to be no props for Shane to fly through, I just don't see the point of this. No run-in? Like, what are we doing? Why is this happening? Like, And then, if by some virtue of Vincent Man just getting a hard-on saying, ha-ha, let's just put Shane over, then I'll really be disgusted. Because that can't happen. You can't devalue AJ Styles. But... It's possible. Like, I don't know. I have no idea why they're doing this. It doesn't make any sense. Um, so that, that's the build. What I think we should do is we should take a break and get our sponsors in real quick and rebook WrestleMania before we give our official predictions. All right. Sounds good. You guys hold on there. We're going to take this quick break. Make sure you guys listen, fill out the survey, help us with the sponsors. When we come back, it's the rebooking of Mania. Stay tuned. Listen up, because we need help putting out the show that you love for free every week, giving it free to the people, now we know nobody likes filling out surveys, but we really need you to do it. It won't take you more than five minutes, and besides helping out the show, you'll be entered for a chance to win a $100 iTunes gift card. You know what I can do with $100 on iTunes? I'm living life large on iTunes with that, and you guys get that just for helping us out. We know some of you may have already done surveys like this in the past, but we really need you to log in and fill this thing out as accurately as possible. Yeah, man. Well, I mean, once we know more about you, we'll be able to deliver the show and the sponsors you dream about. Finding sponsors who are a good fit means we're going to give you the deals and information the brands you care about while keeping this show free to enjoy every week. Free to enjoy every week. It means you don't have to pay to subscribe for nothing. All right. And if you don't care about helping us and making the show better, do it for the chance to win a free iTunes or Amazon.com gift card. Right? You know, like, do it for free. Do it for the gifts. And if there's not, you know, just think about it. If there's not that many of you doing it, there's a better chance to win. So please, do us this solid and go to thecornersurvey.com. Once again, that's thecornersurvey.com. Do that. Keep the lights on for us. Let us cater to what you need. You know, you can tell us what you like and what you don't like. And then we can keep it all funky and knock this thing out. I know the Corner Club got our back. You guys are going to fill out that survey. We're going to get more ads. We're going to be bringing you this for free for a long, long time. So shout out to y'all. What up, everybody? We're back. Quick break. And this is what everyone's been asking us for the past two weeks. The rebooking of Mania. How would we have done it? It's not easy because it's 13 matches. If you guys haven't counted, 13 matches of wrestling on Sunday. 
Um, but we'll go through. We'll book it. We'll book it with the entire roster as is now, um, promotion specific and everything else. Let's go down the list. Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Um, 30 people, it says, is in this Battle Royal. I yeah. Damn, that's a lot of people. Um, so we're not going to name everyone that's in it. Just throw a hodgepodge of people inside the Battle Royal. It's pretty much just Royal Rumble sped up. Um, Essentially. If I had to book a winner, Strowman included, Sami Zayn included, Mojo Raleigh included, who may so actually keep, win. So so wait, when you're rebooking Wrestle, like I'm rebooking the entirety of WrestleMania. Like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm, in, change, I'm changing the matches. Like no, I'm bat, changing Andre, the matches too. Okay, so but are you still keeping those guys in Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal? That's a very good question. I I guess I thought that. No, take Strowman out. Take Sami Zayn out. All right, let's leave everyone else in here. Who else would I throw in there? Um, Baron Corbin, I would throw back in to the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. And I would put, yeah, let's just throw Baron Corbin in. So we'll start there. Get to 30, however else you want. Fill out the roster in there. I book it for Apollo Crews to win 30-man Battle Royal. <laughs> okay. No, don't don't laugh at me. The guy needs something. Uh, You're okay. shitty for that. <laughs> Trying to keep a black man down in Trump's America. Look at oh, you. Oh boy. Um, but no, Sami Zayn is out. Strowman is out. Continue. All right. Well, look. How about you just give your whole card because I'm just going to run down my entire card. All right. So give give your entire so, card. That's what I have for the Andre Giant Battle Royal. Um, SmackDown Women's Championship match. I have it Becky Lynch versus Naomi versus Alexa Bliss. Three-way match. Um, It would also be on the pre-show. I have Becky Lynch winning, even though people think Naomi should win. I have Becky Lynch taking that. Um, Then Cruiserweight Championship. I actually will keep it the same. Neville versus Austin Aries. I would let them rock. I think that's the best matchup you can have in that division right now. Uh, especially because Cedric Alexander is injured. What else? The next one, Undertaker versus Roman Reigns would not be happening. It is now Undertaker versus John Cena. In their match, I have Undertaker going over on Cena. That's four. Um, Bray Wyatt versus Randy Orton versus AJ Styles for the championship. Yes, another three-way match. Um, That would be that one. Three-way, you know, obviously there's no DQs in those matches. So that'd actually be a pretty good match, even inside the ring. The championship match will not feature Goldberg or Brock Lesnar. Um, The championship match would be a title versus title, Chris Jericho versus Kevin Owens. And that'd be my headlining main event. I have IC title on SmackDown being Dean Ambrose versus The Miz. And that one, I would give a stipulation. Um, I I would really like to see them battle some way for, like, Maurice hanging in that cage. I know you don't like the cage on top of the ring thing, but it'd be dope yeah. to have, like, Maurice. Like, instead of a belt hanging, like, you have to do something for Maurice. Um, and maybe Maurice does, like, a turn on The Miz and joins Ambrose, like, something dope like that. I would love that in that match. 
Um, Seth Rollins versus Triple H. Triple H would not be on my card at all. I would have Seth Rollins versus Samoa Joe in this match. I'm not doing call-ups because if not, it'd be Seth Rollins versus Samoa Joe versus Shinsuke Nakamura. But just Seth Rollins versus Joe in that match. Um, AJ Styles is now in the title match, so that gives up a spot. Shane McMahon is obviously not on the card. I would have Roman Reigns versus Braun Strowman versus Sami Zayn in a triple threat. No DQ, false count anywhere. Crazy-ass match with Sami Zayn actually pulling the underdog role and beating them both. Um, Pinning Reigns, not Strowman. Women's championship match I like as is. Bailey versus Charlotte versus Sasha versus Nia. I would make that the ladder match of the night. Um, that I think is it. Oh, tag team title match for for Raw. I would make this a four way with the New Day. Um, I want it like elimination style though. So just a four way match, but each team gets eliminated. I think that plays very well. It would be really cool to see who the last two teams are. And I would have the New Day be eliminated first instead of hosting. And I'd have the last teams be Enzo and Cass versus Gallows and Anderson. Enzo and Cass go over. That is all of the matches on the card. Everything is done. Everyone is booked. Hmm. I haven't forgotten anyone. No, and it's only 12 matches because I started scratching shit. So <laughs> we give people some time. So so mine is a little bit similar. I do have some slight changes. Um, but my main event would be Cena and Undertaker for the title. Uh, title versus career match. Um and I would actually have Cena go over um, because if we're going to send home the and I know a lot of people are like, well, we should reserve that spot for a new talent to beat the Undertaker. No, we shouldn't. Undertaker's already lost. He lost to Brock Lesnar. Um, if it, this is a title versus career match and I really just don't see like if Undertaker and Cena happens, that's it for the Undertaker. I don't I don't see any reason for him to continue wrestling. Um and Cena will be next on the retirement list, but I th- still think he's got a lot more to give to this company. So Cena, Undertaker, and pro- pro- probably turn Cena heel at this point. Um, but I just don't know if you can. Well, Cena, Undertaker is your main event uh, for the SmackDown, for the WWE title, not the Universal title. Um, there's just a lot of prestige in that match, so that happens. Owens, Jericho for the Universal title in a Hell in a Cell. Um, I just think... Putting them in some kind of stipulation is if anybody's ever watched Kevin Steen matches in PWG or Ring of Honor or anywhere else that he's wrestled, you know this guy is a savage when it comes to stipulation matches <laughs> that with, with no DQs or ladders. Put these fools in a cell and let them go crazy. Um, and it's straight up for the Universal title. I think I don't think Jericho needs to have the U.S. title at this point. It hasn't even been defended, I don't think. And if it has, I didn't care. So the feud has been hot enough where I think that these two could have been in a hell in a cell. Uh, I would have kept Rollins and Triple H. I think that it's been built for so damn long, it'd be almost pointless not to do it. Um, and Rollins would have to go over. Let me go back. Uh, Owens <laughs> goes over on Jericho. Almost, I forgot to mention that. I feel like Owens needs to be your top heel on the Raw, Raw brand. So Owens would have to go over on Jer- Jericho and retain the title. Uh, Rollins, Triple H. Rollins has to go over like you need to sit to kind of reset Rollins because you've kind of botched what he had going before the injury. Um, you brought him back as a heel, which was silly. You turned him babyface at a wrong time, so he needs to go over on Triple H. It's absolutely necessary, uh, and that can lead into a Samoa Joe feud down the line. 
Next match is the inner promotional feud between Samoa Joe and AJ Styles. The Dean, it's one of those things where SmackDown versus Raw and AJ Styles and Samoa Joe are two of the best talents on your entire roster. And we've seen these guys tear down the house numerous times before. You're probably not going to get to have them wrestle at any other time. So why not have them wrestle at WrestleMania for the for the bragging rights? Even bragging rights are stupid as shit. The fact that you get AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe on a WrestleMania card, which will probably steal the show, should happen. And I don't care who wins. Um, I, I, I guess I would book Samoa Joe because I'm just partial to Samoa Joe. But it doesn't really matter. So just make, make this match happen. Um, a Sasha Banks, Bailey, Charlotte, Nia Jax match, but a TLC match. Let's have them all kill each other. I can't see this <laughs> Because in a ladder match, they're going to die anyway. Like, Sasha's going to kill herself. Bailey's going to do something silly, box something, kill herself. Charlotte's going to moonsault off of something and kill herself. And Nia's going to be the one that's got to sustain all this. So why don't we just make it a TLC match for the women's title? Um, rebook this whole thing. Bailey's never won the title. Charlotte's pay-per-view streak is still intact. Sasha's teetering on heel. And Nia's just the brute force. So let's do that. Uh, Reigns and Strowman, without that... that nonsensical fast lane pay-per-view ever happening it could have been reigns versus strowman's undefeated streak at wrestlemania that way i don't have reigns clogging up my main event picture and i just have him in a match with a guy who's super hot and strowman goes over which pushes him either even further for the u.s title i would separate cesaro and sheamus and i'll put a match that everybody remembers from nxt cesaro and Sami Zayn in the u.s title match straight up because people remember what these two did on NXT. But let's put them at WrestleMania and let them do it again. My Cruiserweight title match is Neville, Aries, and a guy who should have been on 205 Live, Kalisto. Where the fuck has this guy been for the last oh, six months? <laughs> Kalisto's in my 30-man battle royal just getting thrown out like this shit's easy. Like <laughs> light work. work. Light work. No, but I put him like I would have already booked him in the Cruiserweight Challenge. Like he, and he would have been – he would have just made this match even better. Because Ares is basically your ground cruiserweight. Like he, he, he wrestles on the ground. Neville's your hybrid because Neville can fly and he, he can also wrestle. He also does great mat work. And then Kalisto's just, he's just your Rey Mysterio. He flies all over the ring. Put triple threat for the cruiserweight title match. Your IC title match, dude, I have to do it. I got to put Dolph Ziggler in there against Dean Ambrose in the midst in the IC title ladder match because in a ladder match, Dolph Ziggler does extremely well, and so does Dean Ambrose. And The Miz doesn't necessarily have great matches, so you can kind of hide him and protect him in these matches so he doesn't look bad. Um, I also have Lynch, Becky Lynch versus Naomi versus Alexa Bliss in the triple threat for the SmackDown women's title. For the SmackDown tag titles, though, I have American Alpha versus Harper and Rowan, who should have been the tag team champions a long time ago on SmackDown, the Wyatt family. The real Wyatt family. Nice. Never, never understood why they broke these up, these two up. They were great as a tag team before. They should have been a tag team now, and they should have been long-term SmackDown tag team champions with American Alpha finally getting their crack at the tag titles. And uh, the only other tag title I have is the New Day versus Enzo and Kaz versus Gallows and Anderson. Um, oh, and that tag title, I have American Alpha going over to get their big moment. Um, the triple threat tag match, I have Enzo and Kaz finally win the titles. But I also have an inkling of New Day breaking up with Big E starting to pursue a solo career. Oh, shit. Okay, Vince. You just can't well, let people rock, huh? No, well, be, and, and not necessarily breaking up in, in the sense that it's bad blood. 
But I think it's necessary that Big E starts a singles career. And somehow it needs to happen. And I don't know how it happens. And I don't think it needs to be like this vicious breakup. And they're not New Day anymore. They're still the New Day. But I think the tags, the, the tag team division needs to rest on Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods while Big E pursues a solo career. Because the dude can go. Like, him in the New Day is doing him no favors. It does Xavier Woods. It gives him a ton of momentum. He's great on the mic. He's fun. But he's not the greatest wrestler. Biggie's not getting his time to shine, dude. Give that man his time to shine. Well, that's my WrestleMania card. Um, I don't think I missed anybody. So, yeah, y'all can tweet me and tell me if you dig it or not. I'm sure I've, both of us booked this shit better than Vince. And so Triple you scratched H. all the old timers, just like me. Fuck all. I mean, I mean, Triple H is on there with Rollins. Oh, I still have Lesnar Goldberg, just not for the title. And I have it kind of like opening the show or some shit. It's just <laughs> randomly thrown in there because I just, it's cool. It's a cool match to have. But it shouldn't mean anything. So just have it on the card. And the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. I actually have Big Show winning this thing. Like, why has he not won this thing yet? They treat him so bad. Like, I've been watching WrestleManias. This dude loses at every WrestleMania. He loses in every major feud. Can he just win this before he retires? Uh, He's underappreciated. I think Big Show's really undervalued as a talent. I thought he won it already. Did he? Yeah, he won it once. When? After Cesaro threw him over. The year after he yeah, won, yeah, yeah, and he stood there with his arms crossed next to the trophy, and went Cesaro, Big Show, and then last year was uh, Corbin. He well, won it once. Yeah, you're. Uh, this how all this shit just blends together, huh? Uh, I guess you're right. He did win it uh, WrestleMania when he eliminated Mizdow. That's right. I don't give a shit. He can win it again. The Andre Joint Memorial Battle Royal is something that I do not care about. And Braun Strowman should not be involved in that. So, there. There's my WrestleMania booking. There's that. Corbin's not in any major match. Um, he could be in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Uh, the poor Usos. Yes, I like the Sue Usos. But, no, I think the, the Wyatt family is deserving of these tag team titles. I don't understand. Oh, yeah. Uh, and Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt, they can wrestle too somewhere. I guess. <laughs> somewhere. Just, just throw them in. I guess I forgot to mention that too. I would probably keep... Wyatt versus Orton. I like that feud. You know, a yeah. lot of other people don't. I like champion Bray Wyatt. Um, I like the build that they had, the breakup, all that stuff. We knew it was coming. It's it's good. They finally carried out a storyline. Yeah, whatever. Which we don't see enough. Um, that's, right. our, that's our rebooking. We got to come back. We got to give our official predictions for Vince's show, which is nowhere near as good. And we have to talk NXT when we come back as well. So stay tuned. Quick break. We'll be right back. All right, everybody, before we continue to talk more combat sports, we've got to give another thanks to Casper Mattresses. Casper Mattresses combine two technologies, springing latex foam and supportive memory foam to create an award-winning sleep surface. Have y'all ever slept on memory foam? It's like floating on air. It's that great. And this is how we get our sleep. So you guys make sure that you check it out. Casper Mattresses are made in the USA and have free shipping and returns to the U.S. and Canada. Shout out to the Great North. You can buy your Casper mattress easy online, and it's completely risk-free. Look, dude, you spend like a third of your life sleeping, and Casper understands the importance of trying out a mattress before you commit. 
Look, so if you are satisfied with the Casper mattress, you got a 100-day period. Yeah, that's right, 100 days. You know, like, 100 days of sleeping. By, by about that time, I think I know if I like my mattress. So get a Casper mattress for $500 for a twin or $950 for a king size. And you can save an additional $50 towards your Casper mattress by going to casper.com backslash the corner and entering the promo code the corner. That's casper.com backslash the corner. Promo code the corner to save $50 towards your Casper purchase. Terms and conditions apply. Look, again, man, I like to sleep, and these things are for All real. All right, we're back from that quick break. We are talking NXT TakeOver Orlando. Um, we're recording the show before NXT actually comes on. So it's a little weird. Um, we only have four matches right now. <laughs> yeah, we do. There's four matches for NXT. Um, huh. I guess up the list. Andre, Andrade Cien Almas versus Aleister Black, which is probably going to be a really good match. No, there should be five matches. I don't know why this thing only says four. There's five matches. What's the fifth match? Um, fifth match is Sanity versus... Oh, yeah. Okay. You know, the assortment of people and Ruby Wright, who's incredible already. And if right. you guys haven't watched uh, Heidi Lovelace before, she is an animal. And super athletic, super strong. I wish I could see her and Asuka go at it. Um, but Asuka will be long gone. So it is what it is. But the women's division is about to crush it coming up. Um, but yeah, Andrade Cien Amas versus Aleister Black. The debut of Aleister Black, who was Tommy End, whose character is going to be incredible because they didn't change shit from the indies. Yeah, is there any possible way that Aleister Black doesn't go over on Cien Amas? Oh, I have Cien Amas winning. How? Because you have to build him up. Cien Almas, a lot of people lose their debuts. Like who? Cien Almas lost his debut. He lost his debut after having all the... Wait, did he really lose his debut? No, he didn't. He did. To who? I believe he lost it to Aries. No. Well, that means Aries debuted at the same time then. Yeah. Well, then that's stupid booking if that's exactly what happened because I don't remember. But, uh... Dude, you've been showing these vignettes with Aleister Black. You can't have him lose to Cien Almas. And here's why. You can't have Cien Almas keep losing. Well, that's a lot. this is why I think this is a poorly booked match to begin with. Because Cien Almas was just building some momentum. And um, he had, he's had some pretty decent matches. And to, to have him lose is kind of dumb. But you can't bring somebody hot off of a bunch of vignettes and have him get beat by Cien Almas, who really doesn't have a ton of momentum. Like, Aleister Black is the type of talent that it seems like they're going to inject somewhere near the title picture. So, why would you have him lose? I don't get it. And he's Tommy fucking end. He is Tommy guy, fucking end. It's so dope. And him and Chris Hero are going to get to wrestle again, and it's going to be on NXT one of these times, and it's going to be fucking amazing. Because Rev Pro, I believe they, they had, like, a full program on Rev Pro, and it was the best shit ever. Dude, they, I mean, they killed each other at PWG. They kill each other everywhere they go. Everywhere. <laughs> That's good. Huh. Hero's not booked on this card yet. No, well, no hero. I, I don't expect Cash him to Cassius Ono. Well, he should be. Like, there's no reason they, they Cassius Ono. I'm going to have a hard time call, not calling him Chris Hero. I'll, I'll eventually get used to this. But I like but, the entrance with the Ono. The beat is dope. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's him. That's how he rolls. He still wears the jersey. But I don't, I don't necessarily see how you can keep him off the card. He's just too good. I just don't know who he wrestles. Um, I'll have to find somebody. He, I mean, he just put in great work with Bobby Roode. And you clearly need to do something. This, I don't know, man. 
before we talk further about this, NXT's kind of in a bad place right now. I, 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 I'm not very... I'm not saying they're. I'm not. You know, they're not in a horrible place, but it's not must-watch television. Like I'm thinking about this time last year. Have you seen the past NXT. three weeks though? I watched every week, and, and it they've had this- good matches every single week. Cien yeah. Almas versus Biff Busick or whatever they call him now. Um, only Larkin. Only Larkin. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What? Yeah. Whatever. That match was great. No, it was good. But he, but what I'm saying is, when you went in, like. Going into TakeOver last year, right? And it, granted, I completely understand it was a different kind of momentum. Yeah. Going into TakeOver last year and the TakeOver the year before that, and you look at TakeOver this year, I mean, you have to say the NXT is not, they've lost some momentum. TakeOver last year was Joe Baller, Asuka Bailey, Nakamura Zane. Like, dude. And American Alpha finally won the tag titles. Like that takeover, the the build for that was amazing. This the build for this takeover, not so much. Like, I'm, to be honest, I don't really care about Bobby Roode and Nakamura. I don't feel like they've done enough to build that match. Maybe it's just me. No, but yeah, I mean, keep a knockout. It didn't make it like that exciting. We've seen it once already. Exactly. It We've was, seen it once already. And it wasn't like a good scene. It wasn't like a Joe Finn where you're like, okay, I want the next installment. I want the next installment. No, it was like, yeah, whatever. Um, and they had a good match. It's just the buildup since then, Knock for some reason hasn't been around. It's been virtually non-existent. And then if you, know, if you go by wrestling, pro wrestling rules and how these things happen, and usually you say, okay, this rematch is happening because Nakamura is going to get called up. Well, probably not. And you know, and, and the reason why I say probably not is because it would it would make sense to call up Nakamura if you didn't have Finn Balor coming back. Then it just feels crowded. Like if you if you have if you bring back the Hardys, if that happens at some point uh, on Raw, SmackDown, whatever. This is a long fucking weekend of wrestling, by the way. Like. I'm a true wrestling fan. Like, I literally watch that WWE Network while I'm working all day. It just is on repeat. But TakeOver, WrestleMania, Raw, SmackDown, it's a lot of fucking wrestling. Supercard um, of Honor? Yeah, that too. It's a, lot of, it's a lot of wrestling. The Evolve cards, dude, it's a lot. But to, to, if you have the Hardys, Balor, um, it, it all come in, and then you try to put, like, I think Nakamura's presence needs to be, like, something bigger than anything you've ever done and i don't want him to kind of just get thrown in there but it, the rules would say that nakamura wrestles rude and he loses and he would get called up that's how that usually goes i'm just completely baffled by this booking it just doesn't make any sense to me um and then furthermore you know if nakamura happens to lose to rude i don't know who's next in line for the title i'm i'm Everybody else feels like mid-level. They haven't built anybody. Well, Hero would probably be next again with a, a real feud, not just like a one-off like they just had. But the, what I'm saying is, okay, so let's just say Nakamura loses, yeah. right? And you have to wait until your next takeover to have a, a big title defense, unless you go the route of Samoa Joe where they accelerated his his uh, call-up to the main roster, and then you have him do these house shows where they exchange the title. But who do you immediately inject into a program with Rude? Like, if, if, if they blow this off at TakeOver and they start filming the next few weeks at NXT, who's, who's the guy that you immediately throw in, throw in that feud? I'm throwing Ty Dillinger 
in right now with Bobby Roode, and I'm having him go over. But you already did the Dillinger Roode feud. I'll do it. I mean, but Ty hasn't won. He's still the I, underdog in everything. I know. It's just I would I, give I'm him the belt. I would it. go for the nostalgia. Who's more over in NXT than Ty Dillinger to this day? Ty Dillinger is the type of guy that I don't want to see go over. <laughs> you, you, sir, are the problem. No, no, no. Uh, let me explain. Like, I want to see him win. I don't want to see him be the champ. I don't think he's championship material. I think he's one of those guys that once he wins the championship, it's all downhill. Like, it's all downhill. I don't know if he's ever going to really, truly get called up to the main roster. But him as NXT champ is like Zack Ryder winning the IC title. It looks good for like five minutes. And then you realize what you have and you're like, damn, we were rooting for him because he's the underdog. And now he's over. Mm, doesn't work. That's just my opinion. Anyway. That's the biggest face they have. Um, all right. Let's do our predictions. How do we get lost? So Andrade, Cien Almas versus Aleister Black. I have Andrade. Black. Um, Authors of Pain versus DIY versus The Revival. Should be a good match. Yeah. Um, I, like it's an I said, elimination match. I love elimination match. Yeah, I, I do too. I, I really enjoy the fact that it, it takes a few pinfalls to, to end this match. Um, I really have a problem with... Uh, Authors of Pain as champions. I don't like them. And I feel like that, was that, was that the heavy machinery? Yeah. I feel like they're going to be a big deal. Um, but I don't know if they feel with Authors of Pain. I feel like somebody's going to win other than Authors of Pain. And I, and I can't see it being the revival. Do you, like, do you like heavy machinery? So I was with uh, Ryan McKinnell, you know, mm-hmm. friend of the podcast, everyone who's listening. Um, and he was like, you know what? We're long overdue for a fat, ugly tag team. We are, He's dude, like, they're bringing are. the 80s back. He's like, man, I've been waiting for this. I was like, what? Like Typhoon? An earthquake? Dude, like, I didn't natural know. Natural disasters, yes. <laughs> I didn't know a fat, ugly tag team was needed again. They are, it is. Like, monster, monster heels are one thing. But monster heels that are just overweight and crush people. Like, if you go back to the natural disasters with earthquake and typhoon, and. Before they turned babyface, which was fucking dumb. Um, but when they were heels, you, you couldn't figure out how to beat them. Authors of Pain are a little bit different. Like, they're monster heels, but they, they don't really... They carry that presence that they're big, but they don't carry the presence that they're just fat and indestructible and ugly. These <laughs> guys just have that, that whole, like, they'll sit on you and, and just do foul shit and they stink. Like, they have that whole, like, redneck trucker vibe. Dude. I'm here for it. I like to see that 80s throwback style. They wear like the singlet. It just doesn't. They probably wore like three times in the same day or, or wrestled multiple matches with the same singlet <laughs> on. Like I, I'm with it. I'm with it. And I, they can't be baby faces. They got to be heels. Like they could use a Paul Ellering. Like the authors of pain. I guess they have Paul Ellering because, you know, these guys don't speak English. And even if they do, they just don't speak it on television. I'm pretty um, sure they speak English like in their day to day lives. Yeah, I'm just saying, but they don't speak it as pro wrestlers. They're treated like the Wild Samoans and shit. Correct. Um, but going back to this match, to pick a winner, uh, it's hard for me to see the authors of pain not retaining. I just don't want them to. Uh, but yeah, I think they're going to put the titles back on authors of pain. Uh, one of these two, Revival or DIY, are going to get called up. I agree with you. Um, I think the Revival will go. I think so, too. I just don't know where they go. That SmackDown tag division feels like a black hole right now. Um, and well, re- which is why they need it. <laughs> yeah, it just needs a hard reset. Like, American Alpha has been completely ruined on SmackDown. Um, 
And they're not even wrestling at WrestleMania. It's crazy to me. So the Revival could help, but I just hope they don't fall in that same pitfall. Because, dude, look, they have – look at the, the SmackDown tag title picture, the tag team picture in general, and it's all NXT. Yeah. For the most part. And they've all been ruined. Yeah, you would all think it would just work because they've all had decent pushes in NXT. Just like do it the again. Villains, Villain, trash. Like um, uh, the Ascension. Trash, American Alpha, be- your best team, but they're getting treated like trash. Yeah, hype uh, bros were there. Hype bros, trash. Tyler Breeze, he's cross dressing now. What the hell is going on? That was funny. Say what you want. <laughs> that shit yeah, was yeah. hilarious. Tyler Breeze deserves better. Um, it's just overall, it's like an all NXT SmackDown picture, and they and they all just get treated bad. Uh, I don't get it. Yeah, I I don't know, but I still have high hopes for the matches that night in nxt um oscar versus ember moon i mean oscar's gotta lose right it's about time for her to get caught like she she's the one who's going to get called up she's done her due diligence as an undefe- been undefeated for a year more more than a year she's been champ for almost a year the longest standing champion on on the main on any program on wwe but it feels like she's got to lose for ember moon to go over all right here goes uh Kel Fantasy Booking 101. This is what you've been waiting for all show. Uh, the wild-ass prediction. Asuka wins. She beats Ember Moon. She says she has no more challengers. She ran through everyone. She vacates the title and moves up. Um, and then we get the announcement that they are hosting the women's tournament this summer. Starting what end of May, June, to crown the next NXT Women's Champion, and you throw Ember Moon, you throw um, Ruby Riot, you throw you know everyone, the chick from Sanity, the two other chicks, Billy Kay, all this stuff, and you throw the people they've been developing. You have sixteen slots, you, and you feature them, and you bring in five more women from the Indies. I expect them to bring in uh, what the Tia Trinidad chick who just filmed the movie with The Rock. Um, you know, Tessa Blanchard, who's Ricochet's girlfriend, um, also was in that movie. She was Paige's stunt double. Um, Tia Trinidad was another stunt double. I don't know who she was for. Was she AJ's stunt double? Oh, yeah, AJ's stunt double. So, um, yeah, it was, uh, I expect those two to be in it. You get three more women from, you know, three or four more women from around the world. And they can't create another title to justify the women's tournament happening this summer so what you do is you have Asuka vacate that title and the woman becomes NXT Women's Champion. And you have Ember Moon run through the gauntlet to make, make the belt work. So here's, here's my explanation. While it's good in theory, it's terrible in execution. You want to know why? Why? It makes, it makes every woman in NXT look like shit. You hit the, it looks like a reset button. What the hell do you want? They all no, lost no. to Asuka already. It doesn't look like a reset button because it's just like, I, I get what you're trying to do, but when you say, like, all right, Oscar's so good that she vacates the title and moves up. Nobody just vacates the title and moves up, right? And, and, and the reason behind that is you got to put somebody over to make them believable. The women's division in wrestling is always going to be behind the men's division, and you always got to create a new star by putting somebody over. If you put nobody over and you hit a reset button and start with this tag tournament, even if Ember Moon wins, they still be like, well, she'd never beat Asuka. 
Like, so it's kind of, it's kind of they can say that shit about a lot of people. Bailey never beat Oscar. Like, I, what do you want? It's, like, it, it, it's different. Bailey was the champ. Bailey put Oscar over. So Oscar became the new face of the women's division in NXT. That makes sense. Like, Bailey had to drop the strap. Everybody's dropped the strap. Big E's dropped the strap. Seth Rollins has dropped. Nobody just came in and was just like, I'm too good for you guys. You guys suck. I'm vacating the title. I'm going to the main roster. Well, how many me. people have been Oscar and undefeated for a year and years of change? Just saying, you have to lose sometime. I get what you're trying to do in theory, but in practice, it doesn't work because you got to put somebody over. And Ember Moon's unbeaten. So you got to have Ember Moon. And, and they've been doing those house shows where Ember Moon losing to Oscar for a reason. So everyone's got to go over here. You got to have her as the new face of the women's division and then have the new blood chase Ember Moon. Otherwise, they're chasing nobody but they're each other's tails. But I, I get it. I'm not mad at your booking. I just know that they're not going to go there. I, I just can't see them going that route. I can, I can see it. And I just think Asuka puts Ember Moon over at the end with a handshake and she finally respects someone. And that doesn't put you over. You lost. It doesn't matter. She picks Ember up and she gives her the handshake and then vacates the belt. She did that to Mickey James. But va- like, dude, vacating the title just means that I'm too good for this shit. Like, name, name, oh, name somebody anywhere that's vacated the title without putting somebody over. Um, Shawn Michaels lost his smile, right? That was like injury. That's different. I'm talking about regardless, va- allegedly. But yes, I'm, but I'm talking about vacating the title after beating everybody and being like, I'm too good. I'm vacating this shit. I'm out. Are you asking me to not see a scenario where this is the first time it ever happens? Just, I'm just saying, it just doesn't look good for the NXT women's division. I, I, like I said, I get what you're trying to do. It just doesn't look good for your, your show that's built as a, as a uh, stepping stone to the big dance, right? Because Asuka losing doesn't hurt her going to the main roster. Unless you have like a non-finish, and then Asuka shows up on both shows. But she has to eventually lose the title. She can't vacate it. She shouldn't vacate it. Because she's going to have to lose somewhere. Whether it's in NXT or on the main roster, she's got to lose. She has to. So she probably should put somebody over in the process. Yeah, I, I mean, I can see it your way. I'm going with the radical. Um, <laughs> Bobby Roode versus Knock. I'm going to go with Roode. Knock moves up. Um, I'm going to go with, with Knock. I like... I made that bold prediction at the beginning of the year, and I can't back off of it now that Knock doesn't go up this year. Um, I, I'm starting to think Knock does go up this year, but <laughs> I, I just don't think he goes up after WrestleMania. I just, I feel, I, I, again, I feel like it's too crowded. You got to shake some things out. And I think Knock's arrival should either be at the draft or at some random point through the year when, when either somebody's too dominant and they need somebody to beat them or something else. Um, but I feel like Knock is the reason why people watch NXT. You take Knock out of NXT, people probably are going to stop watching NXT for a little while. And I don't think Rude can carry it. I Honestly, and I've said this before, honestly, I feel like Knock could beat Rude, and Rude could be the one that goes up. And I'd be totally fine with that. I'd be all right with not, that, too. But that's not going to happen. Rude hasn't been there long enough. I'd be surprised if that happened. Um, I'm going to pick Knock. I'm going to pick Knock to get his title back and stay in NXT. Uh, no, nah, that's strong. Strong prediction there. Let's go to Mania then. I can't argue with that. I mean, everything in NXT can go both ways. To me, the main roster is a little more cut and dry. Um, let's go straight down the list. 2017 Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. 
30 man. Who um, cares? There's only one that matters. Braun Strowman. Yep. Uh, I wouldn't mind seeing Sami Zayn pull the upset, but I doubt it. Braun Strowman. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, dude, to be honest with you, like the odds of Sami Zayn winning this thing, it's like 100 to 1 for everybody else and like 3 to 1 for Sami Zayn and like even money for Braun Strowman. That's how I look at it. Sami Zayn could pull this off. As much as they've been shitting on him, he needs something to happen. And it's almost guaranteed. No, it's not. Never mind. Don't let me let me stop lying. Because it's almost guaranteed it's going to be Big Show and Braun Strowman at the end. But Sami Zayn is going to be there somewhere in the middle of all this. Yeah, I would love to see Braun Strowman eliminate Big Show and then Sami Zayn just run up, flip him over, and be like, "What the hell just happened?" And Sami Zayn just has his underdog moment. That's what I like to see. But but I'm not picking. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not. Gonna go, I'm not going crazy. No, uh, Braun Strowman wins that women's match. Alexa Bliss versus Becky Lynch, Natalia, Mickey James, Carmella, and Naomi. I have Naomi winning the belt. It's her little homecoming. She's back from injury. Yeah, we'll give her, her moment. Yep. I mean, they took the title off her because they wasn't sure she was going to be ready. She's ready. Give her the title back. She deserves it. Yep. She deserves it. And it, it, it it's one of those moments that actually feels good for the SmackDown Women's Division. Even Becky has lost like a ton of momentum. Her winning is just kind of like, eh. Naomi winning just kind of feels good. Yeah. Um, Neville versus Aries. Man, what hell of a match. I might have Neville winning. I have Neville winning. Staying champion. I've got Aries winning. Just the, the only way to keep this story going is to have Aries win and to knock Neville down a peg because Neville's been so good. And I don't think him losing really hurts him. Um, I think an, it, the Aries-Neville feud can continue. And I don't know how this is going to work because at some point, Austin Aries has to become a heel. This babyface shit can't last. No, um, no by no means. <laughs> yeah, so but I, I do have Aries going over here to become the champion and extending this feud. Um, next up we have, well, shit, I'm trying to go in order. Cena and Nikki Bella versus The Miz and Maurice. Is there any way that Cena and, and Nikki lose this match? No, I put my house on that shit, which isn't saying yeah. much. Um, but proposal, is there going to be a proposal? I think we get the full proposal. We I, have to. I think we get everything. That's the only reason John Cena wouldn't face Undertaker this year is if he wanted to make this a spectacle. I fully believe John Cena went to them. He said, I want to propose to Nikki. I want to do it in front of everyone. I want to take a shit on the Miz and Maurice along the way. Yeah, they'll just be like, fuck it. Who can we just bury on the <laughs> along the way? He's like, you know what? I hate the Miz. Let's, let me just fucking crush him at the same time. Oh, wow. Um, Lou Gallows, Carl Anderson versus Enzo and Kaz versus Cesaro and Sheamus. None of these tag teams have a name. Crazy. <laughs> we just guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's, you don't see that every day. In a ladder match, I have Enzo and Kaz winning. I do too. They, I mean, they, they haven't really played up on the fact that they don't win titles. Um, and if you, if you need a really, like, I call the Naomi a feel-good moment, but she's won the title. You need that moment where you're like, wow, they deserve it. And the crowd chance you deserve it and all that shit. This is it. Enzo and, Enzo and Cass are super over. Um, and they deserve their, their time in the light. You know, I don't know how long it lasts, but Enzo and Cass should definitely win the titles here. Uh, Ambrose versus Corbin. Intercontinental Championship match probably opens the show. I have Corbin. There's no doubt in my mind Corbin's winning this. Yeah, I mean, Ambrose has felt like one of those guys who's had so much potential, and I feel like the fact that they still haven't turned this guy heel is baffling to me. Um, And he should be like a full-blown dick heel, but he's not. 
And Corbin has a little bit more momentum than right now. So, yeah, I'm definitely picking Corbin to carry the title. He's a better he's, – he's a good heel right now. Yeah. He's, he's a good hand on the roster. I mean, I'll, I don't think he's great by any means, but have him as a champ, I don't mind it. Yep. Um, Jericho versus Owens. U.S. Championship. I'm having Kevin Owens. How do you not pick KO? I mean, yeah, I, I think everybody wants Jericho to win. But Jericho's at a point in his career where he's probably going to take some time off after this. So – it's Fozzie kinda, time. Yeah, it's, it's touring. It's Fozzie. It's podcast. There's so many things going. Kevin Owens is still white hot, and you don't really want to put out his flame. Let this guy burn. So have him go over on Jericho. The U.S. title, I don't care to see Kevin Owens having it, but he at least brings some prestige to it. So, yeah, Owens goes over. No, definitely. Um, next, we have women's match. Bailey versus Charlotte versus Sasha versus Nia. I'm going oh, to say I'm going to say Sasha wins it with the heel turn on Bailey. It's really hard to do a heel turn in an elimination match. Really hard. Because the whole point is they're getting eliminated, so it's gonna be hard to cheat. But I kinda wanna see Sasha win this match as well and turn heel. On Bailey on Raw, because um, Charlotte winning is kind of like she's done it already. Nobody really expects Sasha to win because she's kind of caught in the middle of this feud, and Nia is just kind of hanging around. So I'm gonna go out on a limb here because Sasha didn't win it last year, and I think to complete the heel turn, if you're gonna do it right, you need to put the title on Sasha Banks. Thank you. You agree with me on something? I thought I was gonna be left out there with that one. Um, Shane O'Mac versus AJ Styles. I have AJ Jesus Styles. Uh, Obviously. Dude, if a dude, if Shane wins this match, I might not watch wrestling for a year. Um, the, in a pure wrestling match, I, I, dude, you can't do this to AJ Styles. Like, I feel like, I feel like this is like a civil rights violation. If AJ Styles loses this match, he's too good. He's too good in a regular wrestling match. He needs to beat the shit out of Shane and put him out of the business. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, Shane will have some good spots, right? Somehow, some way. But, yeah, I, I don't see Shane winning. Um, Rollins versus Triple H. Samoa Joe interference. I have Triple H winning. I can see that happening. Um, I'm still picking Rollins, but I, I can definitely see that happening. Because uh, I think you, you do have to go the direction of Seth Rollins, Samoa Joe. I just don't want Triple H to win at another WrestleMania. Right, like I just don't feel like he needs it because it does nothing for his character. Um, but you got to move Seth in a different direction. But uh, I'm gonna pick. I'm still gonna pick Seth via pedigree. Okay, battle of the pedigrees. Um, it'd be amazing if you just pulled out the curb stomp again. Just said, yeah, fuck uh, yeah, it, I'm bringing it back. Uh, next up, Undertaker versus Roman Reigns. <sighs> God. Um. If this is truly Undertaker's last match, then he has to lose to Roman Reigns. If you're going to turn Roman Reigns heel, then Roman Reigns wins. If Roman Reigns is still going to be a babyface and he wins this match, this is fucking stupid. He's getting booed to high heaven. For that reason, I'm still I'm going to say Roman Reigns wins this shitty match. Because Vince has still got a hard-on for this guy. And one way or another, where he's a heel or a babyface, he's going to find a way to win this match. That's a damn I hate it. I hate it, but that's I'm thinking like trying to think like Vince here. All right, so (laughs) 
Um, uh, I'm gonna go take her, man. I gotta pick with my heart. I can't see. I don't want to see Roman Reigns go over. Fuck it. He probably will. I'm gonna go take her. I'm just speaking into existence because I can't imagine the booze if Roman Reigns beats Taker. It's gonna be a sad day. Really sad. Oh man. I'm glad your bar is fully stocked. I will be getting right. tipsy at that point of the night. Um, which is good because only thing really left after that is Goldberg Brock Lesnar. Or two matches. Uh Goldberg Brock Lesnar, Universal Championship, over under five minutes. It has to go over five minutes. Um, and like my booking earlier, I said stare down. That's got to be like a minute and a half, right? Um, so yeah, it's got to go over five minutes. They they can't keep doing these four minute squash thingies. So yeah, I'm gonna say five minutes. All right. And I'm I'm gonna say it's got to be Lesnar. I'm taking Lesnar in four. <laughs> such a waste. Uh, such a waste of four minute squash match. It's so stupid. Uh, well, I'm picking Lesnar. I think. I think that's why it gets sandwiched, though. I think it's between Taker Reigns and Wyatt Orton. I think they sandwich it in. You say Wyatt Orton closes WrestleMania? Closes Mania. Gross. Um, But I get it. (laughs) I I don't want Goldberg Lesnar closing WrestleMania. That's why I said it should have been Owens Jericho. At least you would have had a hot feud to close WrestleMania. But you don't. So, yeah, it's going to be Lesnar. I think they find a way to get this thing in like 12 minutes. I think they find it's a lot of walking around to get that. To yeah, minutes. it's going to be a lot of Larry Zbysko stuff. A lot of a lot of walking around, a lot of posing, um, a lot of you know like German suplex, Lesnar flexes, mocks them. It, but it's not going to be a lot of shit happening in this match. There's no way they're going to surprise us. All right, um, final match: Bray Wyatt versus Randy Orton, WWE Championship. I have the Wyatt family coming back and Bray Wyatt winning. Yeah. Um, I actually do, too. I have Bray Wyatt winning, and I have the Wyatt family rejoining to kill Randy Orton. So, and and even though Randy Orton is a babyface, he deserves to get smoked by the Wyatt family. <laughs> He's been such a dick. Like, I can get it. And people are like, oh, well, you know, he went from, he was like the mole. and all. No, fuck that. The Wyatt family are more fun to watch as a unit, and I want them to destroy Randy Orton. Yes. They, they and need Wyatt to come all the way change. back, too. Yeah, like tag team, all that stuff. Um. Yeah, I mean, I I'd love it. That's that's how it has to go. Before we get out of here, and those are our predictions. Um, what do you see for the Raw after Mania? Any the wild Finn Bell. Okay. Like I feel like that it has to happen. They're in Orlando. Balor is so big, he has to come back. He's been he's wrestled a ton of shows, house shows to get be back in physical shape. Yeah, the return of Finn Balor is a mandatory. All right, and, right, and, and actually right back into the title picture. Okay. Oh, wait. Versus Lesnar? Yeah. If you want to make... Like, Lesnar's a part-time. We all know that. If you want to make Finn Balor your top guy, he's going to have to go over on Lesnar. Because if it's not Finn Balor in the great underdog story where he has to call upon the demon to beat Brock Lesnar, who else goes over on Lesnar? Roman Reigns. And nobody wants to see that shit. Nah, or really Braun. So, yeah. I feel like Finn Balor can go, maybe not immediately back into the title picture, but between now and SummerSlam, like Balor's got to be back in the mix. All right, I'll give you that. I see the return of Balor. I also see the Broken Hardy showing up. Which show? 
Raw. They're too big of a spectacle to be on SmackDown. Mm. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, I mean, like I've, I've said a thousand times, I just never have faith in the WWE to do the right thing with them. I want to see them there. just want to see them do the right thing. And honestly, I'd love to see the Hardys and the Wyatts, but I don't think that's going to happen. That would be so dope. Um, so maybe they could be on SmackDown. We all wondered why the Usos got the belts back kind of unceremoniously and why there's not a rematch, right, from American right. Alpha. And it happens when all these reports of contract talks are coming back and all this stuff. You know, you, you put the titles on heels. Why? So that you can have hot faces take them off of them. And there's no bigger faces than the Hardys. So if they show up on SmackDown and challenge the Usos and, you know, the Usos have that new, like, Suusos dark, you know, it's the Usos, like, in your ear type shit. And you just have Matt Hardy just kill him with the broken stuff. I, I'm i for it. Yeah. So possibilities are endless there. So I like it. Um, yeah, that's our show, man. All mania, all wrestling, all everything. It's going to be a crazy weekend. We're going to be tired as hell. Um, make sure you guys follow us on social media at the corner LSN, me at Kel Dansby, him at Andreas Hale. All weekend we'll be talking wrestling. All weekend, all weekend, all weekend. That is what we're doing right now. Um, make sure you guys weigh in on how we booked WrestleMania ourselves. Give us your WrestleMania bookings that you would have had. All that stuff. Can't wait to share this moment this weekend with you guys. Uh, till then, though, it's the end of the show. We're out. Peace. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com